Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you. Episode number 69 of And Now the Good News. Another chance this week to look at some of the good news stories that are making their way into my world. And I trust you'll find inspiring as well. Uh, First up today, Sir Frederick Banting. Do you know that name? Probably not. He had the idea for insulin just 100 years ago. 2022 will mark the 100-year anniversary of people first using insulin. And I bring that up because scientists at the University of Alberta believe they just cured diabetes, at least in mice. And this potential cure is a landmark moment. It's opening uh, the doors to more research, to adapting this as a cure for humans. After 100 years, we may have found a cure for diabetes completely. Interesting stuff here. I invite you to come check out the article. I'll leave links in the show notes so you can find this article. There's some good science here that shows you exactly what's going on. Another great story that found its way across my desk this year. Now, here in America, right, COVID has hit a lot of people in a lot of ways, and, uh, and there's a, always a lot of speculation about which companies are doing the best and which companies aren't. Well, hardware giant Home Depot has had a massive 23% increase over this same period in 2019. Uh, And because they've done so well, they've decided to invest that in their people. They're putting over a billion dollars of their profit into employee raises and making those raises permanent. Now, so far, Home Depot has been doing a lot to try to help their workers with bonuses, extra time off, uh, extra paid time off, that is, other things of that. But this really, to me, makes a statement that this company is not who they used to be. They're not necessarily who you think they are. Uh, They're doing good work by their their people here, taking a billion dollars of profit and reinvesting it in permanent raises for their people. Good job, Home Depot. Good, good, good job for you. Now, here's a story that I know a lot of people are going to consider to be good news. I trust it is for my kids, at least. A study published by the University of Oxford has demonstrated that video gaming during lockdowns increases mental well-being. Now, there's a variety of factors that go invo- are involved here. How long you play is not a factor, so you won't get happier by playing more games. You won't have better mental health by playing more games. However, 
This is uh, you know, this is a preprint study by Oxford University, so they're still kind of working on it. But the idea is really, and every researcher here will say that they need more research. I think they need to play more video games, right? Uh, it's uh, it it would go against what we seem, and yet what is emerging in these findings so far is uh, that players that play video games to some extent throughout their day and their week have a better mental outlook and a better mental well-being. Check out the science. It's here on the article, again, over on the Good News Network, and I'll leave links in the show notes for that. Hey, here's one of those stories. Wow. You know, every year... Rockefeller Center puts up a giant Christmas tree in New York City, and they get that tree from different places in the country, different times. Uh, here's a story I, you might hear a little more of in the coming weeks. One of the workers that was helping to transport the tree and to set up the tree in New York City found an owl. Thought it was a baby owl. Turns out it was an adult. Uh, now, the adults of this type of owl only grow to about eight and a half inches tall or so. Uh, they uh, they were man managed to get the owl into the right people, and they made the travel back. And uh, kudos to Ravensbeard Wilderness uh, Wildlife Center. Sorry, uh, Ravensbeard Ravensbeard Wildlife Center, and the work they did to get this owl back to where it goes. Can you just imagine your home gets cut down and you're so scared you stay in your nest and you get transported hundreds and hundreds of miles and some guy in New York City finds you? My gosh, what a story. The owl is said to be doing well, had uh, received uh, extra helpings of food while it was in captivity, uh, but is healthy and has been released back into its native habitat. Did the owl get a name? Well, of course it did. It's called Rockefeller. They were going to put him up in Rockefeller Center. I love the cuteness sometimes. Hey, here's a really, really good story. The Batesville School District in Arkansas did some discovery a year or so back and realized that while they had a $250 budget deficit year after year, roughly, they were also spending about $600,000 a year on electricity. So they looked at solar. Now, not only did solar solve the problem, but it led to a $1.8 million surplus. And so the school district has decided to give the teachers raises. They gave, started giving teachers pay raises, and guess what? The test scores in their district went up as well. Better pay, better teachers, and all because of solar energy, and all because this school district moved to solar energy. There is a stat here that says at the end of 2019 in the U.S., 5.3 million children were attending schools powered by solar electricity. We really want to increase that number, right, folks? Here's the other cool part, part about this story. This community was right next to a coal-fired plant. And the community understood that solar power is the job of the future and decided to go with solar over coal, which was right next door, and I imagine paying some of their salaries. Congratulations! 
Batesville School District, Arkansas. Great work. Hey, let's jump onto the other side of the pond here. Over in the UK, the UK announced that they are truly setting the standard and looking to the future by setting a ban on gas and diesel cars, on sale of new gas and diesel cars by 2030. That's five years sooner than originally anticipated, than originally speculated they would. And five years after that, even hybrids will be affected. Now, the announcement came last Monday. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the ban would be part of a broader green industrial revolution in which 12 billion pounds, about 16 million billion in U.S. dollars, would be spent on other projects as well, such as proposed offshore wind energy, uh, really making a big investment there, investing in hydro and nuclear powers. Eh, not sure about the nuclear stuff. Making homes and offices more efficient and more. Real big news here coming out of Great Britain and the United Kingdom. Congratulations, folks. Banning gasoline and diesel car sales by 2030. That's only five years away. We're getting there faster than we think sometimes. Good news, good news, good news. Hey, here's some more interesting good news. Researchers have made a biodegradable, well, it's not really plastic, but it's being used for eating utensils, for disposable cups, disposable uh, food containers, and it's made from sugar and bamboo. They believe that as this gets ramped up, they'll be able to uh, take this to the point where it is as cheap as traditional plastics are today, if not more. And the best part is it decomposes, begins its true decomposing uh, at about 60 days, two months in the, in the dirt, and it starts to really break down. There's pictures here of how quickly it does break down, uh, but by 60 days, you barely know what you're looking at anymore. Findings were published in the journal Matter. And uh, the other big advantage here is that this has a much, much smaller carbon footprint to create and recycle than, than traditional plastics are today. Every day, folks, we find more and more good stories about how we really are changing how we do things on planet Earth and creating a world that works better for everyone. And, you know, part of that is that we're going to continue to study and move out into space as well. I found this next story really interesting. There is a a very small spacecraft. It's about the size of a a loaf of bread. And it has a sail that's about the size of a boxing ring. And the sail allows uh, people on the ground to send signals into the software and without any outside power the sail is what keeps this thing going it launched in 2019 it spent over a year meandering about 186 miles above the international space station collecting all kinds of data this has been uh, crowdfunded by the planetary society and uh, the next part of the mission, and this is actually light sail two. So there was a light sail one. This is the second version. And the idea is that uh, now they start to, dis- to study how quickly 
its orbit deteriorates and what happens upon re-entry and those sort of things. The future is that these could be used to move around other satellites, bigger satellites, uh, and that with bigger sails, we might be able to direct bigger payloads farther out into space, into the universe. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff happening to bring... Um, bring us back into space. And that's this next story. You may have heard about this one. SpaceX launched a historic flight for NASA last week, being the first private company to shuttle NASA astronauts to the International Space Station. Uh, it's been almost nine years, almost 10 years, just over nine years since NASA sent a crew to the space station. And here we are, and we did it on a SpaceX rocket. Thank you, Elon Musk. SpaceX is doing what we've said wouldn't be necessary. Private, private companies sending payloads on behalf of NASA to the space station and eventually further. Can't wait to see how this goes. There's a great video here, and I'll leave show, links in the show notes again, folks, so you can take a watch and take a look at that video and that historic launch event. We're back in space. Hey, and... Big changes here on planet Earth. Another glass ceiling has been broken, and we're not talking about Vice President of the United States. We're talking about baseball. The Miami Marlins named the first woman as general manager in Major League Baseball. Congratulations, Kim Eng. You also, she also became the first Asian American to manage a team. Now, uh, this doesn't come to a surprise to as a surprise to many insiders. Uh, Ms. Eng has uh, over 30 years of experience in the back rooms of Major League Baseball. She's been with the Chicago White Sox, assistant GM with the New York Yankees, VP assistant GM for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Had a great career, and is and it, this is a very very well earned uh, promotion for Kim. She's going to get to work with some great talent. And there's also a good video here on this one as well. So I'll make sure I leave all of this for you in the show notes so you can find more information on all of these. Hey, folks, you know, we are so grateful to be a part of the New Thought Media Network and all the good that is happening here on New Thought Media Network. And we thank you for being a part of that as well. If you have a good news story that you'd like us to know about, please send it on along. Good news at ntmedia.org. That's good news at ntmedia.org. If you have a show you'd like us to feature or take a look at on our program, by all means, send it along. We'll be happy to do that and share the good news that you're seeing in the world with the world. Until next time, folks, I'm Reverend Robert, and I'm out of here for today. I love you, I appreciate you, and I look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring. <laughs>